Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians are taking on the Twins in a huge series and really the first time in a long time that the Indians have had a division series that meant this much in the month of August. Even with the three consecutive division crowns, the Indians' favorites, prohibitive favorites in each of those seasons and uh, really weren't threatened down the stretch. So a series like this against a division opponent certainly has been much anticipated, and the Indians off to a great start after a win on Friday night, put them in a first-place tie with Minnesota for the first time since April the 26th. We'll have a full weekend review starting shortly, and later on in our show we'll visit with Shane Bieber, Adam Pletko, two of the Indians' key starting pitchers during this extended stretch of good play, and reliever Nick Goody who came up big at a time when the Indians needed it most, a doubleheader on Wednesday against the Texas Rangers. But first, our Week in Review, and after Monday's one nothing loss to Texas to open that series, Tuesday was rained out. On it went to Wednesday, a doubleheader day for the Tribe on Wednesday afternoon at Progressive Field. And in Game 1, great pitching by Zach Plezak and Texas right-hander Ariel Harado made runs hard to come by. The Rangers had a shot to get the scoring started in the second inning, but that turned out to be a tough task as Yasiel Puig was playing right field for the Indians, and that means a rocket arm. Swung on, hit a ton to deep right field. Words out of your mouth, and he drives one off the top of the wall and right. Puig plays the carom, and with his cannon arm, through to the plate on the fly from the wall in right field. And a good decision made by third base coach Tony Beasley because with two down normally you try to score that runner from first and Forsyth 
was wisely stopped because Puig played the carom off the top of the nine-foot wall in right and fired an absolute missile on the fly to the home plate area. Wow. Meanwhile, on the mound for the Tribe, Plesak gave the Indians the lengthy start they needed to begin the big doubleheader day. Now the windup, now the one-two pitch. Swing and a fly ball to right. Fairly deep. Puig going back. He's got it measured. Makes the over-the-shoulder catch. That'll do it for Zach Plesek. He makes 106 pitches today. He throws six innings of shutout baseball. He strikes out seven. He walks two. And you are just coming to expect it now from these youngsters. And Plesek delivers again. Then in the seventh, scoreless game until Jose Ramirez stepped to the plate with a man aboard. The 2-0 is hit high, deep to right, down the line, gone! A towering two-run homer down the right field line by Jose Ramirez, his 15th. What a big blow for the little guy who now puts the tribe on top. Two to nothing here in the seventh inning of game one. Boy, you talk about arguably his biggest hit of the year. That two nothing lead would hold up thanks to great work from the tribe bullpen. Nick Goody relieved Plesak, and he wiped out Texas in the seventh and eighth innings, and then Brad Hand came on to finish things off. Now the set. Now the 0-2 pitch. Strike three, call, ball game. He locked him up with a backdoor slider. Brad Hand gets Forsyth looking. He strikes out the side, and game one, belongs to the Indians. Then in game two, the Indians got the scoring started a little bit earlier, this time in the second inning, thanks once again to their red-hot third baseman, Jose Ramirez. Lance Lynn has now pitched 20 innings against the Indians and given up two runs. Ramirez swings, whacks one deep to right, down the line and gone! Onto the concourse! Wow, get the second tape measure out for that baby. Jose Ramirez ambushes Lance Lynn on the first pitch, and he cleared the seats down the right field line in the lower deck and onto the concourse area. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead here in game two and inning number two. Meanwhile, on the mound, this was a bullpen game for the Tribe. Tyler Clippers started it, and the bullpen was terrific throughout. The wind by A.J. Cole, and the Orlando Natives pitch. Swing and a miss. Boy, this Indians bullpen, something else. Cole strikes out Chu, and so he adds two innings of shutout relief to the same workload that Hunter Wood and Tyler Clippard gave the Indians in the first four innings. Three Indians relief pitchers throwing another shutout. And the Texas Rangers haven't scored a run since they got their only run in this series in the fourth inning Monday night. Then the Indians would extend the lead as Franmil Reyes delivered a sacrifice fly in the seventh inning to put the Indians in front 2-0. And in the eighth, 
The Tribe pulled away, starting with Carlos Santana. Well, Santana in a great hitter's count. Here it comes. Swung on, ripped to right, base hit down the line. One hop up against the wall. That'll score Lindor. Santana in with an RBI double. Three to one Indians. He got into a hitter's count, and he makes Chavez pay with his 22nd double and 64th RBI, and doubles by Lindor and Santana. Kipnis rocks one to right. Guess where? Down the line, into the corner. That'll score Ramirez. Kipnis is in standing with an RBI double. They'll have to re-sod that right field corner. The Indians have rocketed four doubles down that right field line and into the corner this inning. And Kipnis with back-to-back -back doubles and back-to-back -back innings has 18 doubles and now 52 RBIs. And the Indians have broken it open with three mammoth runs here in inning number eight. In the ninth inning, Nick Whitgren was on to finish things off. So the Indians in front of almost 25,000 for this doubleheader. Won this afternoon, two to nothing, now lead five to one. The pitch swung on, hit toward the gap, left center, diving Mercado. He made a great catch! What a play by Mercado! The Indian center fielder parallel to the ground with a diving backhanded grab. Ball game! Doubleheader sweep. The Indians are two games out. They win the second game by a final score of 5-1. to one. So a key day for the Tribe is while they were sweeping a doubleheader, the Twins were losing at home to Atlanta, and the Indians had the lead in the division down to two games, heading to Minnesota for the start of a four-game series against the Twins on Thursday night. We'll take a break right here and come back with highlights from the first two games of the Minnesota series when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with a progressive box. I wrote this next song for a gal from Cheyenne. Should never have told her how Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats. She said if they could love her pooch as much as she did, then so could I. Well, I couldn't. This next song's called Cat Person. It was a rough, rough night in Wyoming. The cat was out of the bag. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, Jim Rosenhouse. Back with you from Target Field in Minneapolis, where the Indians are in the midst of one of their biggest division series in quite some time as they're taking on the Twins with first place on the line and the Indians trying to make it a first place battle as they came into the series trailing Minnesota by two games with the series starting Thursday night right here. And a good pitching matchup, Mike Clevenger against Kyle Gibson, two pitchers having strong seasons. And that series began with scoring for the Tribe in the second inning thanks to Yasiel Puig who tripled and followed it up with some heads-up base running. The throw to first got away from Adrianza into foul ground. In to score is Puig as Ramirez gets up and stays at first. That'll be a throwing error on Gibson. He threw to first trying to pick off Ramirez. Throw got away from Adrianza at first. 
didn't go far, maybe eight feet into the first base coaching box. But Puig, such an alert base runner, quickly broke from third, and the Indians have an early 1-0 lead. Then in the fourth inning, Jose Ramirez made it 2-0 with an RBI single, and then Jason Kipnis added to the lead. Here's the pitch, and Kipnis swings, drives it left center field. This one's headed to the gap. It splits the alley up against the wall. It goes. One run is in. That's Puig. Flying around third is Ramirez. The throw, not in time. Ramirez slides in safely. Kipnis at second base with a two-run double. And just like that, the Indians stretch the lead to 4 nothing. The Twins cut the lead in half with two runs in the bottom half of the fourth, but in the fifth inning, it was Ramirez who struck again. Littell delivers, and the pitch is swung on, grounded past the first baseman, down the right field line into the corner. This may clear the bases. One run is in. Two runs are in. Puig will stop at third. Into second with a two-run double is Ramirez, and the Indians have tacked on two more. It's now 6-2 to two Tribe. Meanwhile, Mike Clevenger was terrific on the mound as he was pitching seven strong innings and leaving with a 6-2 to two lead. But Minnesota rallied. They scored three runs in the eighth off the Tribe bullpen, and all of a sudden, it was a one-run game at 6-5. to five. Brad Hand came on, recorded the final out in the eighth inning, and then in the top half of the ninth inning, Tyler Naquin gave the Indians some breathing room. The set in the pitch. Swung on, blasted, high, deep to right, and gone. Boy, is that big. Tyler Naquin with his 10th home run. A solo blast to right. And the Indians have a 7-5 lead here in the ninth. Brad Hand was back out there in the bottom half of the ninth inning looking for the save against a prolific Twins offense. Rosario awaiting the one-strike pitch. Here it comes. Swing and a little blooper into left. Naquin is there. He'll make the catch. Ball game. So the Indians survive a Twins uprising, and Minnesota leaves them loaded. And the Indians have won game one in this four-game series and are one game out of first place. Well, if this whole weekend is going to be anything like tonight, all of us will be on blood pressure medicine come Monday morning. The final tonight, it was Cleveland 7 and Minnesota 5. After the game, we caught up with Hand as he came off the field right outside the Tribe dugout. Brad, I don't think all saves are equal. This one looked like to be top of the list in terms of tough ones. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just, you know, our division rival. I mean, we got to come in here and win the first game. Um, you know, obviously made things a little interesting there in the ninth, but we got the job done and got the W. And when you look at certain strategy, there's some intentional walks in there. How much of that is you? How much of it is coming from the dugout? Um, you know, you got to be careful. You know, the time runs on second base right there. You don't want to give in to those guys when you fall behind in the count. They're capable of, uh, you know, hitting the ball out of the ballpark here. So just got to pitch pitch careful, but, um, you know, realize you got a base open. Obviously a big series, but there, there seems to be a certain calm around this team. Uh, just a quiet confidence? Yeah, I mean, we've been playing good baseball. Um, you know, we all feel pretty confident right now. Um, you know, it's good to come in here and win the first game, uh, start the series off right. Fun for you to do it here? <laughs> Of course. I mean, I got all my buddies that are all the Twins fans, and, you know, I grew up a Twins fan, so, um, you know, it's always a little extra special beating them. 
not sure on availability, but you're ready for these types of games all weekend? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is fun. This is what we play the game for, uh, games like this. So it should be a fun weekend. All right, Brad. Thanks a lot. Yep, thank you. So the Indians were to within one game of the Twins heading into play on Friday night, and they had Shane Bieber, the all-star most valuable player, and who knows, maybe in the conversation for Cy Young if this keeps up. He was on the mound for the Indians against rookie left-hander Devin Smeltzer. The Indians grabbed the lead in the second inning thanks to a big two-out base hit from Franmil Reyes. The pitch. Swung it in and a ripped job to left. Base hit down the line. It'll go to the wall and score Ramirez. Kipnis will stop at third and in with an RBI double from Mio Reyes. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead. And once again, a walk has come back to haunt the Twins. And Reyes breaks that 0-19 skid. He got an 0-2 fastball and smoked it down the left field line. So Reyes has his 11th double of the year and his 49th run batted in. In the fifth inning, the Indians' offense erupted. RBI singles from Santana and Puig made it a 3-0 lead. And then Jose Ramirez knocked in another run. Here's the 2-0. Swung on, and there's a line drive to deep left. Way back there, and it bounces off the base of the wall. One run is in as Santana chugs home. Into third is Puig. And into second with a double is Jose Ramirez. And the Indians now have a 4-0 lead. Then it was Roberto Perez coming through. The 1-0. Swung on line drive. Base hit left field. Puig scores. Ramirez is held at third. And Roberto Perez comes through with an RBI single. 5-0 tribe. And Jason Kipnis capped off the five-run fifth with a sack fly. And the Indians were in control. 6-0 with Bieber on the mound. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Chase the slider. Down and in. What a job by Shane Bieber. 102 pitches for Bieber through seven innings. He has struck out 11. In the ninth inning, Nick Goody was on to finish up another Tribe win. Now the 1-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. Ball game. Got him with a slider. And Nick Goody strikes out Kepler. And the Indians have moved into first place. They have come from 11 and a half games back on June 4th when they were 29 and 30. And since that time, the Indians have gone 41 and 16 and have come from 11 and a half games back and have tied the Minnesota Twins for the top spot in the Central. So quite a week it has been already for the Indians, and they will try to take over sole possession of first place in Minnesota on Saturday night against the Twins. Stay with us when we return. We'll hear from two members of the Indians starting rotation, the red-hot Shane Bieber and Adam Pletko. That's coming your way shortly after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Bieber. Usually a quick worker slowing it down. He knows how critical this pitch could be. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Chase the slider. Down and in. What a job by Shane Bieber. 102 pitches for Bieber through seven innings. He has struck out 11. Indians six, twins two. 
Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Target Field in Minneapolis where the Indians are taking on the Twins this weekend. And great to have you along for Tribe Talk, as always. Several ways to pick up our show each week. Of course, you can hear it on the Indians radio network. Several of our affiliate stations pick it up each week, along with our flagship station, WTAM in Cleveland, usually sometime on Saturday afternoon in and around the start of the Tribe game. You can also hear Tribe Talk online at Indians.com and also as a podcast on Apple iTunes and the iHeart radio app. So, again, a lot of different ways you can hear Tribe Talk each week, whether it's a podcast or on the radio as well. Well, Shane Bieber has had quite a season. He won his 12th game on Friday night here in Minneapolis. Earlier in the week on Sunday, he threw his third complete game of the season against the Angels at Progressive Field. And we caught up with Shane early in the week after that performance. And he talked about the keys for him to pitching deep into games on a consistent basis. I don't know. Looking looking at yesterday specifically, they just they were swinging early, um, and that's that really continued for the rest of the game. We we just tried to throw some off speed for strikes and get ahead guys early, and fortunately had command of uh, you know pretty much all four of my pitches um, throughout the majority of yesterday. So we're able to get some uh, weak contact and obviously some great plays behind me too. Lows at first and a couple of plays in the outfield. Um, you know that goes a long way. So just being able to trust Roberto and. And, uh, you know, work together with him and uh, trust the defense was, was big yesterday, and that, that really allowed me to go all the way. That generation of guys in complete games were big. Uh, starting pitchers, I mean, that was important to them. Is it as big a deal now? Do you, do you think about it much as an important thing? Yeah, I think everybody values them for sure. Um, but really, at the end of the day, it's, it's not something you uh, necessarily go out in the first inning and, and have in your sights. I think you're really just trying to go as long as you can and give up as as little runs as you can and really just at the end of the day give your team a chance to win so whatever that situation may be whether it's five innings and you know 10 strikeouts a couple hits and a lot more pitches um and then you hand it off to what's been a fantastic bullpen all year um is is just as good as you know nine nine innings and you know eight hits or whatever it may have been um in, in my mind as long as we get the win You've had a good season from the get-go. It seems like it's it's picked up as it's gone along. I thought Carl Willis, your pitching coach, had an interesting uh, theory right around the All-Star break. He thought winning the MVP might even elevate your game further for whatever reason. Uh, have you noticed any difference since then in, in how you approach things focus-wise or, or anything else? Uh, potentially. I think um, no, I'm still the same me. I'm still doing everything the same way. Uh, I think I just might be a little more confident going out there with a little more confidence pitching. Um, on the mound and, and really being comfortable being myself and uh, like I said trust from Roberto on the defense has been huge the last three four five starts um, especially after that all-star break yesterday's winning pitcher Shane Bieber joining us Shane you uh, hit a milestone 300 strikeouts already second quickest behind Herb score and I know certain players follow history more than others and you had actually heard of Herb score and um, when you heard that, what did you know about him? And what do you know about Indians history in terms of great pitchers in this game? Oh, there's a lot of great pitchers, especially, you know, within this organization. Um, I mean, current and former. Uh, it's pretty incredible just to be a part of this this place and this tradition and this organization, like I said. And, um, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily aware of um, 300 strikeouts yesterday, but got on, uh, got on my phone after the game, and my parents let me know, and it was pretty special. Um, but yeah, just to be right behind 
Herb Score. I don't know how 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 many games behind him I was, but uh, it's a, it's an incredible name to be associated with. Team wise, the team's rolling, playing really good baseball, and uh, with the trade deadline, what does that do for a team, regardless of who goes and who comes in? If it's something that's perceived as as an improvement for a team going down the stretch, it's big. Um, yeah, I think our our lineup turned over and changed quite a bit, um, in all 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 good ways, really. I think uh, you know Framil and and Yasiel have come in and impacted us immediately, not just on the field but in the clubhouse too. They've came right in and meshed really well and bring a lot of an energy and excitement to this club. And um, we know that's big, going you know down the stretch and and trying to catch these twins. And obviously, it means changes in the rotation. As as someone who's a big part of that, how do you respond to that? And and is it any different on your day that you pitch or or the other days uh, through the rotation? I don't, I don't think it. Uh, I'm going to approach anything any different. Um, really just kind of going to keep the same mindset that I have all year and, and go out there and just try to win, um, whether it's um, five days, six days, whatever it may be. And I think we all kind of share that mindset. It doesn't um, necessarily matter how, how the outing goes as long as we go out there and just kind of keep the game, keep the team in it and keep the game going and, and give our team a chance to win. I think we're all uh, you know happy with it, and that's what we've been doing lately, and it's been working. You did all of the above yesterday. Another good one. Shane, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate well, it. I appreciate it. Thanks, Rosie. Well, what a year it has been for Shane Bieber, and you get the feeling it's just getting started as he is putting together one of those special seasons, 12-4, and four, with an earned run average of 3.28 after his victory over Minnesota on Friday night. Now, another key to that tribe rotation right now is Adam Pletko, who has been in and out of the rotation, never seems to pitch on that regular fifth day that pitchers love. Creatures of habit, they like the routine, the five-day rotation, but Pletko never gets that chance. It's either a, a short start or an, an extended length of time, a week's time. That'll be the case on Saturday night when he pitches against the Twins a week between outings for him. But uh, Pletko says he's not concerned about not having a defined spot in the rotation. He just stays ready to pitch whenever the Indians ask. I mean, I don't know if I ever feel like I've cemented my spot in the rotation. I feel lucky to be a part of it, and uh, I always like to keep my feet to the fire because I feel like I operate a little bit better under that kind of, um, I don't want to call it pressure, but that kind of scrutiny, if you will. Um, and, and just if you got extra days in between, the best thing you can possibly do is just really keep yourself mentally sharp. Obviously, mechanics, physicalness, all that. But I feel like if I can really lock into games and watch Shane Bieber throw and kind of put myself in his body and imagine what I'd throw to him, knowing the scouting report, knowing what he's done in previous at-bats, I feel like that's the best way for me to stay sharp. When you look at how you've been throwing recently, is it perhaps the best that you've thrown in your major league career so far? Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really think of it that way. I just think of you know uh, the start that I'm in and then as soon as that one's done it's it's on to the next one and we got a couple big challenges coming up between uh, Minnesota after uh, Texas obviously I won't face Texas so Minnesota for me and um, then so on and so forth so a couple couple fun ones coming up for sure you mentioned that and you get the, the chance to pitch against the twins and what should be just a great series uh, how much do you look forward to that just as a you know a ball player who wants to compete that's why you play the game in, in my mind I mean in a playoff race, in the middle of it, they're in front of you, all the pressure's on, you know. Um, some people don't like it, but like I said earlier, I kind of thrive under that. I kind of I always look forward to it, and uh, I like to challenge myself in that regard.
joined by Tribe starting pitcher Adam Pletko who's been on a, a real nice roll of late and uh, you had a chance to face the Angels and it's a team that, that you grew up watching. And how much of an affini affinity do you have with the Angels and what kind of thrill was that for you to face them? Yeah, I mean, the I, I love the Red Sox growing up and I love the Angels. I obviously went to a lot more Angel games than I ever did Red Sox games, but uh, I was, you know, it's just the, I guess I fell in love with the young age of, of the routine of it all. You know, I'd go to the stadium, we'd sit in the same seats. Uh, my grandparents had season tickets, so it was just the routine. And then you got guys, you know, with crazy names like Tim Sam and Chili Dog Davis, you know, uh, uh, Steve Finley, and, and watching them play this child's game. I don't know, I guess I don't want to romanticize about it, but I guess I kind of just did. But uh, that's, that's where I really fell in love with the game. And when you look at what they have now, two of the biggest names in terms of, of offensive players and Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, what's it like to, to face them and, and how much do you have to put out who they are when, when they step into the batter's box? Uh, they're, I mean, they're just another, another hitter, uh, but they're not. Uh, they're, they're Hall of Famers, no doubt. And I can remember going to the stadium and watching both of those guys. I specifically remember Pujols. I was maybe 16 or 17 and we had some really awesome like dugout suite tickets back when he was with the Cardinals up in San Francisco and the on-deck circle was right in front of us and I was just like man that is a massive individual like I would be scared to face that guy and and funny enough now in my major league career I, I get to so uh, just kind of full circle moment. Hey, you look back at where you are this season and uh, I know you say you always want to keep looking forward but thinking back to spring training at the end of the spring you had to spend some time on the DL and then in Columbus rehabbing. Hard at the time, but looking back on it, beneficial to where you are now? Sure, hard at the time. Um, but I feel like it really, like you said, set me up for where, where I am now. It could have, it was one of those, uh, I hesitate to even call it injuries, it was one of those uh, annoyances that I could have uh, pitched with in the middle of the season, I feel like. But to pitch with it for six months and just kind of continuing to annoy and, and kind of grab at you, I feel like it was just better to take a month and get it right and then move forward from there. So that's kind of what we did and seems to be paying off well. Yeah, no question about that. Adam, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Rosie. That's Adam Pletko, who has been and will continue to be a key part of that tribe rotation as this season gets deeper into the month of August. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll hear from Nick Goody, part of a tribe bullpen that has been leaned on heavily this week and really all season long. That's coming your way next as we conclude Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay, and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, Jim Rosenhouse, along with you from Target Field in Minneapolis, where the Indians are taking on the Twins in a huge series this weekend and an opportunity to take over sole possession of first place at some point this weekend as they are tied for first with the Twins heading into play on Saturday. Big reason why the performance of the Indians' bullpen all season long 
The Tribe came into play over the weekend with the lowest bullpen ERA of any team in Major League Baseball by about a half a run. That's how impressive they have been, and they were called upon for extra work this week, especially Wednesday, a doubleheader against Texas, and the second game was going to be a bullpen game. And the Indians ended up filling 12 innings of that doubleheader with their relief pitchers, and they allowed just one run. The winning pitcher in game one of that doubleheader was Nick Goody, and he says the pitchers in the bullpen are always up for whatever challenge is thrown their way. Yeah, the biggest thing down in our bullpen is there's no really egos. I mean, everybody just pitches whenever they're, they're called upon, and whether that be up five, down five, up one, whatever, everybody's ready to go. And uh, I think it showed yesterday in, in the second game, for sure. Um, Clipper did well. He started off, um, and then Wickering closed it out, and everybody in between obviously did the role. A.J. Cole two and I think two and two-thirds innings I mean that's huge especially you know I think he hadn't pitched in a, in a few days but to go out there and, and throw strikes and it was re- it was really impressive and and Wood coming in and pitching good I mean Paisa everybody you know so the only guy who's left out there was Sember and we, we let him know <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're a close-knit unit anyway do days like that make it even tighter for for that group out there yeah I mean you those are your boys. Those are your family. So I mean, you know, you, you know, you you live and die with them. So regardless, you know, that was yesterday, and and today's a new day, and 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 you know, we're we're the same guys. Every everybody that comes in is the same guy every single day. So that makes it a lot easier. Nick Goody joining us, tribe reliever, two scoreless innings in game one yesterday for the win. And, Nick, uh, it just seems like a real good year going for you. And I know we, we touched base when you first got up here and you, you got off to a good start. But you were still kind of feeling your way a little bit. Uh, how about now that you've settled in and, and posted some good results? How are you feeling and get, as you get further and further away from any issues you had a year ago? Oh, I mean, physically I feel great. Mentally the same. The year didn't start out easy. It was, it was rough. I mean, it was a AAA and grinding it out and... Like I said, I think I had a 14 ERA after the first month and was really contemplating what I'm going to do for the next 10 years. But, uh, you know, I, uh, I had my wife with a lot of support and, and, you know, really, really relied on my faith there to, to carry me through those, those dark times. Dark times, I say dark times, is baseball. You know, it's baseball, but it's my job, so I got to, you know, take it seriously. But, um I think the struggles earlier on helped me to be a better pitcher now, if that can make any sense. Like, you know, sometimes you have to get kicked in the teeth to, you know, see what's, what, 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 I say this, what, uh, what really matters, I guess, you know, and baseball, after that, it, it, it took a lot of stress off of me and I figured out what really matters and, yeah, baseball matters, but there's a there's a whole lot more to it, and I don't think I stress about some of the stuff as much as I used to, which has allowed me to, I think, be a better player and better teammate and a better, you know, person in general. What did you learn just pitching-wise, uh, maybe to boil it down to that part of it and not, not to take away from the other part that you just mentioned, but uh, pitching-wise, going through those struggles, uh, anything to take away to, that has allowed you to be really successful lately? Yeah, I mean... I don't dwell on bad results. I mean, I try and just 
forget them as quickly as possible, whether it's a bad pitch, a hit, a give up, or whatever. I mean, I think before you can take that home, but usually we like to do like a 12 o'clock rule. Once it hits 12 o'clock, all right, that day's done, we'll go through the next one, and I think that's helped me out a lot. And then just, you know, I mean, anytime you're coming back from an injury, it takes a little bit of a while, and um, so, you know, being able to pitch a lot more and, and the Indians give me a chance and sticking with me and, and letting me grind out some, you know, some tough months, I think, uh, has led to me to be, be a better pitcher now. And, uh, you know, it's been really fun. These last two months have been awesome. And, you know, it, 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 this team has that close-knit that two, the 2017 team had that we were talking about. And uh, if not, this team's even closer, I think, because there's not, you know, there's not a lot of... You got superstars. You know, you got your Frankie, your Jose Ramirez, but in the bullpen, there's Brad Hand. You know, like he's the he's the All Star, and then everybody else just, hey, we're we're cool with that. Look, let's just win because everything else takes care of itself. And here we are in Minneapolis, a series much anticipated, been on the calendar for a while, I'm sure, for a lot of players. And you come in just two games back, excitement level for this series uh, from your perspective. Oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. I mean, they, they draw well anyways. They have a great fan. This park is amazing. It's super loud. And they're playing good, you know. And, but I, you know, we're coming in with the momentum with the two-game wins. And uh, we're only two back. And this is, this is a pivotal point in our, in our season. But it doesn't feel, you know, in that clubhouse, it's just another series. It might not feel like that. Nobody's, you know, nobody's stressing. We're... We know what we're capable of. We've beat these guys plenty of times before, and it's just about going out and doing it on their turf. Should be a fun four days for sure. Nick Goody, thanks a lot for coming by. Thank you. All right, some great comments about battling through some tough times by Nick Goody, and uh, he certainly had some early in the season, but who knows, maybe that's a big reason why he's performing so well now for the Indians, and he finished up in that win last night or Friday night in Minneapolis. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. As always, great to have you with us. Thanks so much to Brian Matze for his great work each week putting together our shows. Until next week when we join you from New York and Yankee Stadium where the Indians will be playing a four-game series against the Yankees, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance.